Hello and welcome to Inside the Mind of, a podcast where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. Today, I have one of the hosts of the Code of Honor podcast on Body Slam Net, co-creator of Romanticized Wrestling, one half of Tag Talk on Fightful Overbooked, Kylie Fuller. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here with you. I can already tell that we're going to be besties. We're going to be best friends by the end of this. I see. I love doing these with women because women just constantly hype each other up. (laughs) It's, it's my favorite thing. And we were talking before, um, episode previous of this one, when these come out is your tag partner, Haley. And so it was just constant hype between the two of us. Now, hopefully it's just constant hype between me and you. The three of us are just best friends. Yeah, listen, we're good at what we do, and you know what? So, sometimes women, we just we just form bonds because we're just women are just great, and greatness recognizes greatness, and that's just the truth. Bridget, <laughs> uh, literally, <laughs> and just um, we are the new like it's not Chuck Taylor, Trent, Orange Cassidy. No, 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 no. Kylie, Haley, Katie. Yeah, new and improved better than the original best friends listen you know they're great and they deserve their flowers but sometimes you know it gets old and you need something new to replace it that's a little bit better and i think that's us honestly couldn't agree more we can even have chris Statlander join two women yeah yeah of course it's always better Women are better than men. I'm sorry to any man listening, (laughs) which is the majority of the audience. I'm so sorry. Listen, they do it to themselves. (laughs) They do Mm -hmm. it to themselves. If you're a man listening and you're offended, I need you to realize that you do it to yourself. (laughs) And if you if you want to be great, then you have to fix yourself. That's just great life advice and advice in general. Everybody listening, are you writing it down? Good. Yeah. Right. You know what? I have I have so much life advice. Years of therapy will do it to you. But you, but you know what? If you have, you know what? Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna put that in my Twitter bio. Just great life advice. That's gonna be my new thing. Honestly, I love it. I expect it. I can't wait to see more. And that's even one of the questions later is just advice. So we'll even dive way deeper into that conversation. Ooh. I hope you're ready. <laughs> We got a little bit of a teaser. <laughs> a little bit of a sprinkle. Give people a little bit. You know, gotta give people what they want. Sticking with the best friends theme here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kylie, how did you get your start in podcasting? Yeah, so Cassidy Haynes at Body Slam, he was looking to bring in people to do podcasts, and he was specifically looking in to bring in women because he wanted to give women a platform. Mm-hmm. And so I had been on wrestling Twitter. Um, just you know casually with my friends or whatever and I decided that I would just give it a go because I was doing you know nothing really at the time and podcasting seemed fun so I dm'd him and he said of course and like a week later I was doing interviews and podcasts and all the things so it was really fast like I haven't been doing this even a year yet I think I started in November of 2021 but listen I owe a lot to Cassidy Haynes for really trusting me with that because he really just, you know, threw me into the water and it was sink or swim. So, 
Yeah. Oh my. See, I never would have guessed. Not even a year. Yeah, Haley too. We started about the same time, so it's really crazy that we started around the same time, and we've just been. Now we're so. I feel like our we work so well together. Everything we've done for the most part has been together. And I don't know, I'm just so grateful for the opportunities I've gotten at Body Slam. And you know, you know this, but as a woman in wrestling media, it can be very hard. Yep. And I'm I'm so just like, I'm so grateful to the women in the community who have really just taken what I've done and you know, given me advice to improve it, promoted my stuff, really hyped me up because I feel like like we said earlier that's just what women do and in wrestling media it's super important oh yeah like there are very few wrestling podcasts i can think of off the top of my head that are all women let alone have a woman on the show like yeah those wrestling girls down for the count <clears throat> like wrestling wind down those are like the three off the top of my head i can name obviously besides you and Haley, like that i can name that are all women yeah and that's three of how many fucking podcasts are there? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of uh, viewers, they treat, you know, if there is a podcast that has, you know, more than one woman, they think it's like some niche thing, or they expect them to talk about women's wrestling, which is important, and everyone loves women's wrestling. But I don't know, it's just so hard. There's such a stigma on women in wrestling. It's so hard to overcome it, and I've definitely learned that. But I think there's a lot of really great people coming up in the wrestling media sort of world. And a lot of the bad people in the community are sort of <laughs> like they're getting rejected. They're off in their own little corner doing whatever it is they do. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just such a weird time to be involved in wrestling media. But I do feel like, especially in the last two years, the, the number of women has increased. And it's because we really support each other. Yeah. And we need to because this wrestling in general is dominated by men. Wrestling yeah. media in general is dominated by men. The very few of us women in this business, I guess, even though I'm not making money off of anything I do, but any, like, we all need to stick together and continue to put ourselves up and each other up because A, we all deserve it. B, we're all fantastic at what we do in some way, shape, or form and C, I think I was using letters, it's, we have to prove that we can, and, and it sucks that we have to prove we can hold our own with the men. Yeah, and I feel there are a lot of viewers who do appreciate the, you know, the, the perspective of a woman in wrestling, and, mm -hmm. you know, the unique um, ideas we might have about an issue or a story in wrestling, or a topic of some kind, because I do think that the your experience as a woman or as a minority of any kind. I think that it lends a lot to wrestling and wrestling analysis and storytelling and all those sort of things. But I do think there's a lot of more wrestling fans now that really appreciate that than there has been. Um, because I think there's a lot more young people who are getting involved in wrestling and, you know, young people, not to generalize or anything, but I do think a lot more young people are more inclusive and they're more, um, they appreciate diversity a lot more than maybe the older fans. And I, I don't want to generalize or say anything, you know. Um, of course, there's older fans who are the same way. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that we're in a period where wrestling media is really evolving. And I think women are at the forefront of that, women and minorities. So that's not to say that men are going to be pushed out of wrestling media before anyone 
turns this into something super dramatic like they always do in wrestling yep. um but i don't know it's just such a fun time and so many people are doing so many great things and there's so much great content i'm just so excited to be a part of it yeah i mean i i haven't been doing it like a lot longer than you i'm i'm going on two years this month actually oh god yeah this month <laughs> as we record this we're recording this in august but yours is actually coming out in the first week of september um yeah so i i like completely forgot i like screenshot uh my post on because i did like a one year of podcasting tweet last year because i'm me so like i have the date i think it was like august 14th or something so that means i have to do something for that coming up now that i remember uh, so, even though you're, you're only about, not even a year deep, uh, do you have a favorite episode you have recorded, whether that be anything with you and Haley on Tag Talk, anything on Code of Honor, any interview you've done, anything you've been a guest on? Oh, I have so many favorites. <laughs> like, so many things came to mind. Go for it. But I think... I think my number one favorite is on Tag Talk, we did an FTR deep dive episode, because Haley and I... Um, we're really big tag team wrestling fans. We're really big FTR fans. So we did decided we were going to do that deep dive episode. And we both watched so many matches and so much content to put that episode together. And it was just such an enjoyable time. Like I love, and I've said this on, you know, other podcasts, but I really love doing things that I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. but like, and doing them with passion, like putting my whole heart into it. So that was one of those things. I also, another favorite, just because these are such great people, um, I was on True Heel Heat, uh, maybe a, a few weeks back. Uh, it was right around the time when like Stephanie became interim CEO in WWE, and like it was all this turmoil. And that was the first time I had been on a show with SP3, and he's such a great person. And he just welcomed me with open arms, and he was so kind and so polite. And for me, that real that being a part of that show and working with those guys, that really because I was getting a little bit burnt out all. I'll be honest mm -hmm. that really made me feel like okay like if I can fit with sp3 and we can gel well together like I can I can do this I can be a part of wrestling media and you know contribute something valuable to it so as much as the topic of that show was a little not great yeah um I do feel like sp3 you know Romeo bringing me on because they wanted you know a female voice to talk about Stephanie and these issues with Vince McMahon mm -hmm. um I don't know. I just felt like, okay, I can do something valuable. So that's definitely one of my favorite things I've done. Okay. See, I love when, uh, so like my former podcast before I created this, I was the only female. Show fun. Um, it, Rough it, position, man. <laughs> it, it was a time, uh, it definitely, it, I felt the burnout. I did feel like I was the only one kind of more so focused on the women's wrestling, which is why, like, I make sure I do, like, a today in women's wrestling history thing every time, every weekly show I do. Just random things I find on, like, ProFight database or something, because there's some things I completely forgot about, or just random all-women indie promotions that have shows, I'm like, these names on here are incredible, so, like... I, I understand the just back to the topic. I understand being like the only woman or being brought on to get a female's perspective, which it's it's like a double edged sword because 
you're very yeah. honored that somebody's bringing you on, but then it's also like, what if they don't appreciate my opinion? What if they, like, their audience doesn't like me or my opinion kind yes. of thing? Yeah, and it it's already an uphill battle um, to be placed in a position where you would be invited onto another person's show, <laughs> um, regardless of your gender or anything. But as a woman, it's even harder because it's like you said, I feel like sometimes we're pigeonholed mm -hmm. as the female voice. And I think that's important because like I said earlier, our perspective is important, but it's when someone really values that perspective, but also encourages you to talk about other things yeah. that aren't just related to your gender identity. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, it's, it's just so, either, like you said, it's a double-edged sword, but it is a little, it's a little gratifying to sort of overcome that and mm -hmm. really, and the true heel heat guys are great. I'm talking in general. <laughs> it is sort of gratifying to be able to, you know, find your voice and push back against things that you think are not okay or things that, you know, you aren't comfortable with. Cause I think when a lot of people start in wrestling media, they take any and every opportunity yep. and maybe, maybe you should, maybe you should take some opportunities, but you, I think as especially as women, um, it's okay to say no to things and yeah. not to do things. If you think maybe this, I'm not a great fit for this spot, or maybe like this isn't, you know, something I'm interested in, or maybe it makes me uncomfortable. And I think we're getting to a place now where um, a lot more people are okay with that. And I, it took me a while to become okay with that and saying no to things and only doing things that really interest me or, you know, where I'm placed with people who I think value me and value my opinion and, you know, so on. So, I don't know. I just have so many great memories with so many great people in wrestling media. I could talk for ages about them. Well, so this could kind of lead into the next thing. Um, any, as much as, like, you've had, like, great moments with people, anything unexpected, any unexpected moments that happen while you were on a show... Um, or it can just be anything in wrestling media that kind of just caught you off guard. Anything that made you go like, what the hell? Bust out laughing. Just like derail a show. Anything you can think of off the top of your head. Well, there's definitely a few things. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people in wrestling media, are, it, it's basically a foregone conclusion that you film a show and then something major happens afterwards every time I do a show. Yeah, so I have so many stories, like the Vince McMahon retirement, that happened. Um, for a Code of Honor, um, we did a few episodes that were all about Ring of Honor history because we started the show, this is the big one, we started the show, and I don't remember, I can't recall if we had filmed the, an episode yet or if we had scheduled a time to film it, but basically the week after we kyle and i who's my co-host we decided okay we're gonna do this ring of honor podcast we're gonna talk all about history because at the time ring of honor was on hiatus and there was it was basically never gonna come back yeah and so yeah. We we're like we're gonna talk about ring of honor history like kyle and i were both very you know story oriented so we could break down some stories we could do all this sort of stuff yeah and like a, a week later tony khan's like hey i have an announcement <sighs> and then we watched dynamite and sure enough tony khan bought ring of honor so the entire direction of the show changed from that point because now we have to talk Ring of Honor news and Ring of Honor matches and all this sort of stuff, which we love to do because we're both big Ring of Honor fans. Yeah. But 
that was definitely a curveball because neither of us signed on to do you know a, a, a podcast that was like that we we were going to talk about ring of honor in japan and ring of honor you know um dalton castle and you know jimmy jacobs and all this all the people we love yeah but that was definitely my biggest um what moment was tony khan being like hey i bought ring of honor and i have this brand new podcast that when you know we had all the promotional material ready for the tweets were ready for this history podcast and now we have to bring it all back in so that was definitely my biggest one that that see I so I always do she lead on Thursdays and for some reason every Friday big news drops like Vince retiring was on a Friday and just every it's it's every time I tell my co-host Savannah every week I'm like well we got a lot to talk about because everything happens the day after we record <laughs> so my yes. news and rumors list is like this big it just grows every week now because something else happens <laughs> it's crazy and then if you decide that you're gonna film on the weekend you have to contend with pay-per-views yep. so you're like am I gonna talk about the pay-per-view after it happens or am I gonna preview it because if I film on Saturday then the pre- then it hasn't happened but if I film on Sunday, then it probably happened. It's it's a hard life being in wrestling media. It really is. Especially, like, if you do... So, like, I used to do weekly recaps, like, or show recaps, like, after each show during the week. Never again. I told myself I'm never doing a show-by-show recap ever again. It was too much for me. I couldn't do it. So, doing this weekly recap, basically it's just news and rumors, and then our favorite wrestlers of the week way easier like yeah I had to talk about everything that happened in SummerSlam but like Bailey, EO and Dakota return to SummerSlam so I was okay talking about that it really is like the worst like you're so excited for a show I've had like breaking news on my show a few times cause like I happen to check my phone and I look on Twitter and it's like I'm trying to think of, like, one of the last things that happened. Oh, um, Ishii got injured and was taken out of that fatal four-way for Forbidden Door. I was on air, on my phone, just happened to scroll, and I saw that from a few people. I was like, are you... How breaking news! <laughs> like, it's terrible. That's, that's always the worst, because now you're like, okay, well, I have to talk about this on my show, but, like, where am I going to talk about this on my show? It's always the worst. Yeah. If it's, like, if I, like, happen to be, like, on my phone, which I occasionally am on my shows, I, tr- I was really bad at it last year, constantly just, like, looking down, looking at my phone. Um, I, I'm always just like, Savannah, I hate to cut you off, and then I just, like, say it. Because at this point, I don't care. I'm like, I feel like the people need to know. Adds, adds like, anticipation to the show. Especially yeah. if, like, there are people in the chat, they're just like, whoa, what happened? And then I have to try and figure out more information as the show goes. And nine times out of ten, I can't. But it gives a little the people a little bit of uh, variety, I guess is the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah, it's a little bit of spice. Just a little bit. One pepper <laughs> emoji, not two. Yeah, that's all you need, though. Honestly, true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides all of the podcasts and things you do um do you have any other hobbies that you like to do oh well I have I have so many hobbies so 
Well, my my biggest hobby is that I, and I think my, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know about this. I love to get tattoos. I get tattoos all the time. I've, I have so many. Um, I'm also a historian by trade. Like I work in history, in global okay. history. Okay. So I do a lot of stuff with that. Um, I try. I don't talk about it a whole lot on Twitter because a lot of the work that I do is kind of divisive. But <laughs> maybe I'll share it at one point, and uh, you could see. But one of my big hobbies is like reading history articles, and you know, engaging with. It sounds so boring, and I'm so sorry, but just engaging with like scholars in the field and like keeping up with ideas and history and things like that, because it's kind of at a point where we're at a crossroads with the scholarship in history. Um, so tattoos, history. I love to watch. Um, I, I do watch some TV. Uh, but like I'm, I have really bad ADHD, so I hyperfixate on a show. Mm -hmm. So like my show right now is what we do in the shadows. Okay. And like, it's it's listen. If anyone is listening to this, go watch what we do in the shadows. It's so funny. It's basically just about vampires, and it's so funny. Um, so and I also I watch a ton of YouTube, just mm -hmm. endless YouTube. And I'm recently I got into TikToks. I've been making wrestling TikToks. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I literally just saw your one about Kenny Omega. Um, listen, listen. <laughs> and the, the people who are listening to this, will have, they'll be like, when did this happen? But as we're recording this, there's, like, a bunch of drama on wrestling Twitter right now. Yep. And so I, like, made a TikTok that was, like, um, basically it was the filter where you tap and the letters come up. And I was like, the first word is what will happen when I meet Kenny Omega. And the first word that came up was W-E-D, wed. So, like, it's funny, haha. -ha, like, I'm going to marry Kenny Omega, right? Like, the dream. Um, but I w went to post it on Twitter, and everyone is fighting. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> they're, they're at war. The girls are fighting. <laughs> so, I was like, I guess I'm just going to drop my TikTok, my funny Kenny Omega TikTok, in the middle of this war zone that is Twitter. I Listen, I love my wrestling TikToks. I think I'm very funny. <laughs> listen, I'm going to have to follow you on TikTok now to find these. Listen, I have I have some good ones. I think you'll like them. I, I do love me some good... I, I love me some TikTok. I'm very much... I was real into it, like, last year or even a few months ago. Now it's like, I'll go on every once in a while and, like, laugh my ass off because people are funny. But I'm more on, like... I always tell people, like, I'm on, like, the... Either the dancing side where, like, people are really talented because I love watching people dance because they're so good. Or the kinky side of tiktok and then all of my things get exposed and i get very uncomfortable i'm like how do you know these things about me it's scary that algorithm sometimes it is like like i i'm on right now currently i'm on like mental health tiktok yep. and it's all like things i didn't know about myself before i was diagnosed and i'm like um i'm like i've seen myself in a whole new light now i don't like those because i'm like do I have this? It makes like, me overthink. Yes. And I always tell my therapist, I'm like, this person on TikTok said I might have this thing because I do this one very specific behavior. And she's always like, well, don't you think that maybe they're lying? And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're probably oh, right. Ooh, ooh, I didn't think, oh, fuck. I didn't think about that. No, people on the internet lying? Can't, who would have thought? Not here. And not listen and you know this is super super niche but i'm also on the side of tiktok that talks about you okay and i don't remember this i don't know this girl's name 
her name is Alice, and she has like a, a child named. Um, it's named after a plant. I don't remember the name of the plant. I'm sorry, but basically she's like super like they call her crunchy. Like she's into like organic food and like all the sort of things. And I'm on the side of TikTok that like just makes memes about her. And I've never met this woman. I've never seen this woman's content. But somehow TikTok decided I want memes about her. <laughs> TikTok, are Listen, you okay? I don't know. I'm on mental health TikTok. I'm on dog TikTok. I see a lot of dogs. My favorite TikTok TikToker, TikTok maker currently is a girl who she goes to McDonald's every morning and gets an iced coffee. And she says, is my uh, McDonald's coffee crick or crack? Like, is it crick water or is it crack? Every morning. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I love that, though. TikTok really does have something for everybody. Uh, like, they oh really gosh. do... Like, I've gone through... I've gone through the ringer with TikTok. Like, I'm, I've am i been in so many different parts on there. How I haven't figured everything out, I don't know. How I'm not running the world, I don't know. Like, <laughs> TikTok is the wildest app. Like, you can't control it. You can't control anything you see. No. <laughs> Even if you're, like, not interested, it'll still show up somehow. Someone related to that person or a remake of that video, it, it'll show up. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like Howie Mandel and all these things he's putting on TikTok. Have you seen this? D I feel like I did, but then I don't... Again, we talked about this earlier. My brain is not functioning properly for some reason. I can't remember shit. So I don't, what did he do now? So, well, first of all, I didn't remember who he was until I saw this. So he, he put up a TikTok like a few weeks ago. Uh, it was, a, it was like a prolapsed anus, like a picture of it or like a video of it. I mean, and so, but then he deleted it. People were like, Howie, you're so unhinged. And now it's just like his gimmick. Like he just posts the most absurd thing. Like recently I saw one, I didn't even follow him. He just comes up on my for you page. Yeah. He put his head under like a frozen yogurt machine and made his head like an ice cream cone. What? Now, that's <laughs> some shit, because Howie is one of the biggest germaphobes in the world, so why is he making himself a, an ice cream cone? I don't know. This man is wild. I, I don't know what's going on. Hi, <laughs> Mandel. If you're listening to this, why are you unhinged? The people want answers. I'm also, listen, that just made me think of this. I don't know why. I'm also on um, Irish Barack Obama TikTok. I'm sorry. Repeat that. Irish Barack Obama. So there's a village, like a little town in Ireland, who, I don't know how they decided to do this or what happened, but they looked at Barack Obama's family tree and found out his ancestors were from that village. So now they have a gas station that's like a shrine to Barack Obama. And there's a song where it's like blah 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 and then it's like there's no one as Irish as Barack Obama there's like a song <laughs> I hope my phone is somehow listening to this I want this to come on my for you page later I want to see Irish if it happens it. I'm posting it on your Twitter I'm be like oh my god look at this it's I'm gonna have to keep so, on it's so now. funny <laughs> it's so funny I literally wrote that down too Irish We might just we might just have to have a whole conversation later about like another whole podcast about TikTok. L listen, I'm here for it. TikTok is wild. It's there's there's no censorship. No. <laughs> At all. It's the wild west. 
it, the Wild West. It's like YouTube back in like 2010. It's the fucking Wild West. Those were the golden ages of YouTube, though. Oh yeah. You could get away with anything. Anything and everything, and people did. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love I love the TikTok talk. Is that the name? Podcast ID. Podcast? <laughs> Nobody steal it. It's ours. Trademarked. Trademarked. You can't take it. <laughs> so, I always like hearing people uh, hearing people's answers to this one. Do you remember the show on the network, not the cock, um, the table for three that WWE had? So, if you could have a dinner with any three wrestlers, dead or alive, who would you pick and why? So I'd pick Kenny Omega, because he's my ride or die. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are married. Yes, of course. Um, Your invite to the the ceremony, it's it's on the way. It's in the mail. Oh, okay, thank you so much. (laughs) I would pick... um, I would pick Eddie Guerrero so I could ask him about the custody of Dominic ladder match. Because, okay, just a little side note. I had, like, a Raw 10th anniversary, not Raw, SmackDown 10th anniversary DVD set that I had gotten as a gift, like, when I was a kid. And one of the biggest segments on there was this story of Eddie Guerrero trying to steal Rey Mysterio's child. Yup. And I was, as a child, when I was little, I was so scandalized. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. This is so crazy. He's trying to steal this little boy. So, I listen, I need the story about that, of course. Uh, (laughs) Of one more. Hmm. Maybe, like... Maybe like Roddy Piper, just for the memes. Uh, specifically for <laughs> memes, I love that. Listen, I don't. Like, if Roddy Piper sat at a table with Eddie Guerrero and Kenny Omega, I don't know what he. W- I think he would combust. Like I don't think he'd be able to handle it. Oh no! That, listen, that's a that's a huh, pun intended rowdy table you got going on there. I love it. It's chaos. It, pure chaos. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. That makes dinner more entertaining. Can't yeah. have a boring dinner and just talk about it. No. You need the characters. You need the random outbursts. You need chaos. Yeah, and I'll just sit there eating my food listening to it. You know? Maybe film a little. Just Yeah, dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Make TikToks with Kenny. I'll show him the TikTok that said we're going to get married. And the TikTok, it was like, what will happen when I meet Kenny Omega? So I'm going to meet Kenny Omega at the dinner, and then I'm going to show him, and then he's going to propose, and then we'll get married. See, guys, are you listening? <laughs> it's all coming together. Brainstorming it out. We love fate. <laughs> fate, we love her. Karma, she's a bitch. Yes. But sometimes we like her, because sometimes... Yep. Yes. Yes. You don't even got to finish. <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> Also, I love the when people bring up like now that Dom's wrestling, when people bring up like Eddie being his real dad, which you can't even really deny it anymore. Do you see this kid's mullet? He looks like Eddie in the nineties. Listen, and par- part of me wonders if it's like if it's like you know art becomes reality, like if he's grown up thinking that Eddie Guerrero is his dad. 
And so he's, like, becoming it. Yeah, because, like, you have to think, back then, Dom was this baby little bleach blonde boy, and here he is now looking like Latino Heat 2.0. Yes, it's weird. So weird. And you, when you think about it, that story and, like, everything that they made that child do, he has to have trauma. If like, he doesn't, be something. I'd be surprised. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, subconsciously he's becoming Eddie because he's traumatized by the ladder match. When he turns... Hopefully by the time this comes out, he's already turned on Rey Mysterio and we're just speaking into the ether. Because, like, it's gotta happen. He's gonna turn on Rey. Like, he has to. Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> You'd think. Hopefully. Because I think that's good storytelling. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I don't know. I don't know. It's a new era in WWE. And, you know, we're recording this. It's only been like two weeks. So we it, don't know. You know, that is true. Hopefully, when this comes out, everything we've said has come true. Kylie's already married to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Dumb turn on Ray. Yeah. You know, just. We'll, we'll make a checklist and then we'll come back. And we'll, we'll, we'll debrief together. <laughs> yes, I love that. We'll do it on TikTok Talk. We'll have a nice debrief. Yes. The dots are connecting. It, do you see it? Do you, guys see, <laughs> do you guys see the picture we're making? You should. <laughs> so, we everyone got a little sprinkle of this earlier. Uh, do you have any advice? Now, that can be for wrestling media, personal, just podcasting in general. Any advice you want? people to know well I think with podcasting my biggest advice well maybe there's two things one is don't shy away from your audience like if you want to really have a successful podcast and you want to get opportunities you need to engage with your audience in a productive way um if this isn't you like podcasts and I think a lot of people get in this rut where they think a podcast should be them like lecturing to people like they're a professor or something mm -hmm. but podcasts are so much more enjoyable as a viewer when they're interactive so make opportunities to interact with your listeners and your viewers like you're forming a little community there so you should you know there's a lot of great people on twitter you know as much as you know everyone's fighting and currently they're at war with one another there's a lot of great people so my second piece of advice which is you know life advice too is just seek out those people and really set boundaries with the people who don't, you know, benefit you in some way. Like, even if it's someone, like, on Twitter, even if it's someone who has, like, 20,000 followers and they're, you know, you know, the big guys in the IWC or whatever, whatever community you're in, don't be afraid to, like, shut them down. Like, just, just because someone has a platform or a presence or something doesn't mean you're obligated to put yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable or you're upset. To please them mm -hmm. like really know your worth in podcasting on twitter and on social media in life and set your boundaries because if you don't set your boundaries and you don't really stick to them then people are going to walk all over you and it's not a matter of being like weak or being strong or anything that people will have you say um it's just a matter of like really growing as a person and protecting your peace and just seeking out things in life that make you happy or make you feel fulfilled or satisfied or something like that instead of just you know letting having no boundaries and letting everything come to you so that's something I definitely had to learn uh, 
and I'm not, and I, I'm gonna say as I got older, which I'm not old, <laughs> but, <laughs> but as I got older, I really had to learn that not everyone in the world had my best interests in mind. So that's probably like my biggest piece of life advice is like, no one is gonna protect your interests and or protect you or like seek to make you happy. Like you have to do it. So taking active steps to like better yourself or taking active steps to make yourself happy. Like you have to like consciously grab a hold of it and really like push yourself into that zone. So that's my biggest piece of life advice. Honestly, I love it. All of it. I, that's one of my favorite things is when people uh, give advice. A lot of it is very similar to like know your worth. The more I think about it. <clears throat> and it it's not always just like black and white. It's a lot of gray areas in advice. Like, it's not yeah. just for life. It's not just for podcasting. It's just everyday general advice. Yeah, and I think we, I think we need a lot more of that, of just, just advice based on mundane things about life. Like, I think people, and this is going to sound a little cynical, but like, let me explain. I think people like to think that life is going to become this grand thing, that there's something like, that everyone should strive to be extraordinary in all aspects of themselves. Taking steps to really be comfortable with being ordinary and like, focusing on you and being happy instead of trying to like climb the social ladder or gain recognition or get inside an exclusive group or something like that mm -hmm. you know finding comfort in the mundane and just really living your life and doing what you want to do spending your money on things that you want to spend your money on yep. like things that make you happy instead of things that you think you're expected to spend your money on like for like for me um really beginning like 2020 to 2021 i was like and this is gonna this is gonna take a little bit of a sad turn, but I was like, if I don't, you know, choose to make myself happy now, like there's no way I'm making it through 2021. Mm -hmm. Like I've had like my bouts with depression, you know, over the course of my life, but like that was like the pandemic. It was like, Phew. so I was like, like New Year 2021. I was like, okay, what can I do to really make myself happy? And like my big things were like, well, I don't want to keep spending my money on things that I don't want to spend my money on. So like, so like, and this is open and honest and transparent. Like I have a cheap apartment. I don't spend my money on a car or a car insurance because I don't need to. I live in like a good location. I like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with like walking in my bike. And like, I really like took out all the things that were like stressing me out, like car payments and car insurance and bills and all the things. And I was like, well, what can I spend my money on that makes me happy? And it was like, it was travel. And a lot of people on Twitter like ask me all the time, well, how do you afford to travel and go to all these wrestling shows? And it's just like, I really prioritize that because it makes me so, it makes me happy. And it really transformed my life to have this realization that like, I'm in control of my things. And like all these things that I think I have to do in life are just other people trying to push me into a position that one, I'll be unhappy in, 
two doesn't you know benefit me in any way it benefits someone else mm -hmm. so like take control of yourself and look at your own life take the time to like reflect on yourself what are some things that make you happy and how can you use those as you know a core component of your life like what are some things that make you unhappy and can you cut those out of your life um that could be that can be some that can be people that can be yeah. um you know where where you're living like if you can get out of where you're living that's great if you can cut you know toxic friends toxic family members all the stuff out of your life like that's great but like it's an active process like you can't just do it and then just be like okay like life's great like you have to constantly be thinking about your own happiness and that's just the that's just the society we live in unfortunately mm -hmm. but like that's probably like my biggest life revelation is like seeking like placing myself first and you know really being the person who controls myself <laughs> i and uh thank you for opening up about everything you were going through you did not have to and i appreciate it and hopefully everybody else will too um i always think my one friend always says that people for some reason think they can like open up to me and just tell me things like nobody they don't tell anybody else I'm like well I almost was a therapist so I guess this kind of makes sense <laughs> almost didn't actually happen but it was close um so yeah again thank you for opening up about that and it's it's true though putting yourself first yeah. is one of the hardest things I still don't do it all the time I always tell people you need to put yourself first. Here I am not putting myself first. Because that's just how I am as a person. I don't it's listen hard. to my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's, you know, like I said, like, it's an active thing. Like, and not to get too, like, deep and complex or whatever, but there's a lot of things that maybe we're taught to think or taught to do that maybe benefit others but they don't necessarily support us as individuals mm -hmm. so there's when you decide like okay i'm gonna tr i'm gonna fix my life because i want to be happy you have to like stick with that and you're gonna have to do a lot of unlearning of things that maybe maybe your parents taught you or you know your community or whatever mm -hmm. you have to unlearn a lot of things and realize that you know put it setting your boundaries isn't selfish that was a big thing i had to learn like you know, working tirelessly to please people, like being a people pleaser, you know, choosing not to do that doesn't make me selfish. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's like, you have to constantly remind yourself because you will, like you said, you will fall back into those patterns where you're like, you're so stressed or you're burnt out or you're upset, but then you sit back and you're like, oh, it's because I'm doing X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. instead of this thing that I know will make me happy and will support my goals. I, I agree hundred percent. And so that kind of leads into the next question, and this is one I also really love the answer. Love when people answer it. Um, if you had to write an autobiography to this point in your life, what would be the title and why? Oh, see, and like <laughs> that's such a crazy thing because the person I was ten years ago is completely not recognizable. And, like, there's a few people, like, who know about, like, my upbringing and things. Um, but I think the title of my autobiography would just be something very simple. It would just be, like, maybe just, like, 
unlearning or like transformation or something because my entire adult life has been me fixing things that I had experienced or things that I had been taught in the past and like really overcoming that and I think now looking back with the knowledge that I've gained I can see like myself as a preteen as a teen I was really in that fight but like I didn't have the skills to really do it so a lot of um like in high school and I did everything I could like I went to firefighting school in high school I went to EMT school in high school I was in all AP classes I was in every club you could imagine because I was trying to really like like fill a void that I had Mm -hmm. in myself and you know looking back I and you know you know hindsight is 2020 um but I really do think that I was trying to fix things that I had perceived were like bad things that I had done or bad things that I had thought or believed because Mm -hmm. of my upbringing so I feel like my life my autobiography would really be about this like internal struggle that I've had and I'm, I'm coming out the other side of it you know we had a long struggle lots of therapy lots of crying but up until this point that's really how my life has been is like me trying to find my place in the world free from like you know these people who are saying this and these people who are saying that and all this stuff Mm -hmm. no i i love that it's you you ever like if people haven't like if you ever just like stop and think about how you were or who you were five ten years ago nine times out of ten you are a completely different person if you aren't I have questions as to why you're not, but most of the time it's, like, I've seen pictures of myself from high school, and I'm only 26, and, like, so looking back when I was, like, 16, I was like, she doesn't know what she's doing in life. She's just an entity living. That's it. She's just going through day by day. Yeah, and I definitely... And I think a lot of people who look back, like, 5, 10, 15 years, whatever, and they don't think they're a different person, I think that they maybe just aren't looking deep enough, because I think it's impossible to live your life and not change in significant ways. Like, I think that's just a part of life, that, you know, you meet new people, you experience new things, and, like, who you are does change. And if you don't see it, then you're just not looking hard enough. (laughs) That's just the truth of it. But me in high school, I was... I don't even know how to describe who I was I was I well, I didn't sleep a whole lot because I was doing so many things but I also just like had a routine and I just floated through it I just did what I had to do and then I went home and I slept and I did what I had to do like I had very few interests outside of you know school and all the things that I was doing mm-hmm. and I think like I have I don't have a lot of memories of like my childhood or you know even my middle school years but high school was like a tr- like a transformative period for me. Like I really began to realize who I was, and like I have little you know flashbulb memories of these moments where I'm like, oh, oh I actually don't like this, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm doing it. Or but it was, and then by the time I finished high school, like comparing friends, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It- I, I think there was maybe, like, a handful of friends I still have now that I was friends with in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, a very few. Because people change. Yeah. People grow apart. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's just like the natural thing that happens. I have like, I have one very close friend from high school, which is ironic because we got in a big fight in high school and graduated not as friends, but then we became friends again later. Okay. Crazy. Um, then my, you know, my best friend from high school, we grew apart in college. Um, but like, she, we're still acquaintances, like we're friends on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I keep up with these people's lives, but I just feel like I went on this path and a lot of them stayed on the same path we were in high school. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, people grow apart, but like, and I think maybe this is another piece of life advice. I think we need to realize that we shouldn't take that personally. I think a lot of people, when, you know, they grow apart from their friends, they really think, oh, well, maybe I didn't try hard enough to be their friend, or maybe I said something wrong or whatever, but that's just how friendships work. You know, it's very, very rare to find a friendship that lasts, you know, your entire life. So just appreciating people when they're in your life and not, you know, unless of course you have a major blow up fight or whatever, and not, you know, you know, not stressing too hard if you guys grow apart. I think that's just like the natural flow of life. If you, you know, we just need to find some sort of some sort of like comfort there something just just appreciate people now like don't worry about that or worry about then uh, see i love this this is great <laughs> so um to kind of steer topics again now i told you this is coming out in a month after we record so for the next maybe like month or two um do you want to tell people like what their future plans are for you uh any of the podcasts anything coming up you want to talk about and plug now because it'll be out this will be out in september yeah so august is gonna be like a big month like leading up to all out um Haley and i um we founded you know romanticized wrestling basically it's all about stories and wrestling and storytelling and really we want to take sort of a, like a literature based perspective on it and analyze wrestling like it's symbolism and things and Haley really kicked that off today she um I'm gonna plug her article she wrote an article on body slam uh by slam.net which was all about hangman page and like the butterfly effect and mm -hmm. like it started with this butterfly jeans like the symbol of it and she took it and ran with it and that's sort of what we want to do with romanticized wrestling because I think look, now you got me on a tangent. Um, I think in 2022, a lot of what people enjoy in wrestling is like the athleticism and the physical stuff, which is fun. It's important, but it's like someone did a 450 and then everyone can do a 450. So it's like, everyone's the same. And then someone does a 630 and then everyone can do a 630 and everyone's the same. But it's like what sets apart like the truly great wrestlers, like the Kenny Omegas and the Roman Reigns of the world is their ability to tell a story and like make you feel something emotionally, like get you invested in what they're doing. And so romanticized wrestling is all about taking, you know, weekly analysis of wrestling or, you know, our news and discussions and all this stuff, all the wrestling media stuff and really bringing it back to the stories. Like what can we take away from all the stuff that happened from a story perspective? And so our big thing is like the hung bucks. And it's become a meme at this point, just people, tagging us in everything hung bucks that's on twitter like they see the word hung bucks and they're like at fuller underscore kylie at Julianne. <laughs> like that's just who we are at this point but yeah that's really what we're doing like um and it's come out by the time this has come out but we're gonna do 
uh, an elite episode, sort of our intro into the elite story. Okay. Uh, we brought Kyle on, my Code of Honor podcast um, co-host, and he has a story he wants to do about Jimmy Jacobs. So we have lots of stuff that's happening there. Um, we have a YouTube channel and a Twitch, and we're going to do a bunch of stuff there. Uh, Code of Honor podcast is a little bit weird this month because I'm traveling and Kyle's traveling and <laughs> whatever, but um tag talk is still going to continue as normal we're still going to do all the tag talk things i think people were worried that it was you know r.i.p tag talk but it isn't we're still doing tag talk uh we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff about trios um we also have a few like things we're working on that we aren't sure if they're going to happen yet for tag talk but by the time this comes out you guys will know if it had happened so (laughs) hopefully but yeah our big thing yeah, fingers crossed. Our big thing is romanticized wrestling, and I, there's a lot of people who are excited for it, so I think I'm really excited. Yeah, um, when I was talking to Haley earlier this week, but in when these come out wise, two weeks ago, it's a thing. I, nobody asked how my brain works, I don't know. Um, her and I were talking about romanticized wrestling, because of course, she's your she's your tag partner, so it if I talk to her about it, I'm obviously going to talk to you about it. Whether you brought it up or not, like, it's been on screen. It's, like, your little logo. I decided to use that because I used it for her. I was like, it only makes sense. It's romanticized wrestling. The logo's adorable. Her and I were talking about that, how she created it and, like, literally like, created it. And I was like, it couldn't be me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm one of the people who's very interested in what you guys are doing because I'm big into the stories of wrestling. Yeah, I love me some athleticism, love me some some bruisers, some, some heavy men, Wardlow, um, <laughs> dominant women, Rhea Ripley, like, it's, it's a thing, it's a, it's a theme, TikTok, don't listen, um, <laughs> but, like, stories are so interesting, like, custody of Dominic, that story like that's what got people hooked on smackdown at that time well one of the things but like the main thing that got them hooked in it and i definitely think what you guys are doing and everything you guys will talk about is going to be good for the iwc because they need to remember what stories are and how good stories can be and i know with you and Haley, like i didn't get the chance to read the hangman butterfly effect thing yet because I was at work so I didn't get the chance to because I literally asked you I was like what's going on on Twitter today and you told me everyone's at war (laughs) so uh, when I read that I just know it's going to be good because I've I've seen the passion the two of you have with this in general so I can't wait to see what you guys are going to continue to do with this I'm very excited Thank you. It means a lot to us when people are really invested in it. Um, because, like you said, I do think a lot of wrestling fans have gotten away from stories, and they don't watch wrestling like looking for story elements to it. Yeah. And not every wrestling match has to have like a life-changing story. But there, there's always psychology in stories in wrestling, and the, the wrestlers do it. But I, don't, I feel like a lot of fans, maybe that's a generalization, but I do think that in 2022 we've definitely gotten away from it and people just expect something extremely physical or extremely violent in some cases and that's fun and you know that has its place these you know just spectacle matches Mm -hmm. but I think there's a lot of wrestlers like 
you know, like Kenny Omega to bring him up again, and the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page, and Eddie Kingston, and Roman Reigns, and you know, uh, Carmelo Hayes, and all these guys who really do work hard to craft these stories. And I think mm-hmm. when fans pick up on it, it makes the wrestling experience that much greater. And especially like two people or a group of people talking about it, yep. like talking about a story, because everyone has, you know, they pick up on different things or they interpret something a little bit differently, and it makes it so much better. Like, there's only so much you and I could talk about, about like a super kick yeah. or like a, like a frog splash or something. Like, it's cool and we could talk about it, but it's like when we could talk about the stories, like, oh, you know, when we're recording this, um, this week's Dynamite, there was a big, uh, you know, angle with Hangman Page and the Young Bucks. And like, you could talk about, oh, I liked Hangman Page's butterfly jeans and here's everything hang- that has to do with butterflies and Hangman Page. And I could be like, oh, but it's Hangman Page and Matt Jackson, who are kind of like Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Like, we could talk about this these stories, and it makes it so much better. So that's really what we're trying to do with romanticized wrestling is, you know, not to make things crazy or dramatic or, like, you know, some people, you know, have, you know, said, well, stories are, like, overtly feminine or it's not it's – n- if you get into the stories of wrestling, I promise you – you will have a much better time and you will fight less. <laughs> you really will. You will fight way less. It, honestly. Um, and so, Kylie, I have been asking you questions for, like, the better part of an hour. Do you have any questions for me? It can be podcast, yes, it can be personal, it can be anything. I'm an open book. Okay, well, my first question is, um, do you have an Adam Cole plushie behind you? I do, yes. This is Adam. I've been staring at him this whole time. <laughs> He's my little co-host. He kind of just... Um, I would like to uh, point out, because my friends keep saying he's in the corner. This is not the corner of the wall. He's on my record player, which I haven't touched in a year. Um, in front of two little... Or behind two little Among Us people that I got, because they're actually dog toys. Aww. They're squeaky. I didn't realize that at the time when I bought them off Etsy, but I was like, they're cute and they're green, so why not? Um, yeah. So he's just here. I bought him before he left WWE, thank God, or else I never would have had my little co-host. But yes, Adam Cole. <laughs> I love that. I've been, you know, been sitting here talking and my eyes keep going to Adam Cole. And I'm like, <laughs> is that Adam Cole? <laughs> it has to be Adam Cole. It is. I love that. So I take it you're an Adam Cole fan. I am. Uh, now, I mean, you can kind of think Adam for the Hung Bucks kind of getting reunited on Dynamite. But um, <laughs> Adam Cole can thank the Hung Bucks for making AW so he can come and do things that he enjoys. That's also true. I mean, I'm also very upset that he's still not medically cleared, which sucks. I know. I feel so. Maybe he'll be medically cleared by the time this comes out, and we're just so stupid right now. Oh my God. But but I feel like so bad for him and Kyle O'Reilly too. So like they can't do trios. Yeah, because like everyone thought, oh, Ue, oh, Hung Bucks or Kenny in the Bucks. Like everyone was thinking, like those are gonna be like the final two teams at least. Can't fucking happen now. That's probably why they ended up doing the turn when they did last or yeah on Wednesday because Kyle and fucking Adam aren't cleared. So they're like, oh, we gotta do something. Poor, poor, like, poor Bobby Fish, Mr. Robert Fish. Like, he has nothing to do. Mr. Robert (laughs) Fish Sr. over here can't do anything. He's just gotta sit in his rocking chair. Did you see see him dynamite, though? He's graying rapidly. 
listen, I love when people are just like, oh, Bobby Fish remembers, like, the Civil War. <laughs> like, everyone thinks he's so old, and it is one of my favorite things to see. It's so funny. <laughs> do, you want, do you want a story about him? Um, of course I do. So, so like, so, um, like I said earlier, like, I travel a lot for wrestling, and I go to, like, I go to so many AW shows, but every pay-per-view that I go to, I have an encounter with Bobby Fish. And so, what, what show was it? I think, so, I think it was, no, it was a Dynamite. It was a Dynamite in Miami. Um, we got to the airport super early. We are leaving Miami. And I look up and the man in front of me, he has a mask on, of course, because it's COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is this Bobby Fish in front of me right now? And I'm like looking, like he has an AW bag and I'm like, but is it? Like, it could just be like a, a cosplayer. I'm like looking. It was Robert Fish in front of me at the airport. And guess what? He was wearing flip flops, bare feet in the airport at 5 a.m. Robert I Fish. thought it was scandalous. <laughs> and he had on a, a baseball cap. No. Tell this man it ain't 1912. Tell him to stop this. Like, who does he think he is? He's- Robert Fish Sr. <laughs> Robert Fish Sr., what are you doing? The flip-flops. And they were old man flip-flops, too. They weren't, like, uh, fashionable ones. They were, like, you know when you go to the barbecue and, like, all the suburban dads have on those flip-flops that look like they're wood? Mm-hmm. That was those. I'm not even fucking surprised. In the slightest. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby <laughs> Fish. So <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I love him, though. He's <laughs> such a, a meme. What a, literally Robert a meme. Fish. Robert Fish Sr. That is the meme that is coming out of this episode. I hope everybody enjoys it. At the very <laughs> end. So you had to have listened this long. Sorry. It's, it's where the meme is. <coughs> Did you, um... Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put the memes at the end. Oh. Yeah, of course. Um, did you have anything else for me? Any other questions you wanted to ask me? did but now i forgot them all in like the robert fish discussion <laughs> Damn it, oh robert my goodness fish. no but th- this was <laughs> this was such a good time and i'm i don't know i'm just it's just kindred spirits you know i mean my last name is kinder so the dots are connecting <laughs> They, they really are. Yeah, not a lot of people know that, um, but yeah, it's my last name. <laughs> so I think that's Oh my goodness. So and oh my- That is- Listen, I'm not saying that we need to- Me, you, and Haley need to do a show together, but I'm saying we need to do a show together. It's- By the time this comes out, the show's probably already happened. We're- We're manifesting oh, it. Probably. Oh, yes. I've learned that manifesting works great. I manifested Kenny Omega's return, and, like, the next day, Sean Ross out said he was coming back. So, listen, we're powerful. Women women were witches back in the day. I mean, I'm not saying we still are, but... We might be. <clears throat> um, so... Thank you again for doing this with me, Kylie. Um, do you want to tell the people where they can find you and everything you're on? 
Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter um, at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing or like there. And I also, you know, I tweet, I live tweet. I do, I tweet memes. I'll have to tweet a Robert Fish meme at some point. But yeah, follow me on Twitter. And like, if you're interested in stuff I'm doing, I always post it there. You can see me on Body Slam, the Body Slam YouTube channel every Monday at 3 for the Code of Honor podcast. Uh, we talk about Ring of Honor, which we finally have like some content to talk about. But if you go in like the archives Code of Honor podcast, there's a lot of history episodes. So if you're into that Code of Honor podcast, you can see me on ta- on uh, Tag Talk on Fightful Overbooked every Sunday at 5. And we talk tag team wrestling. Um, when this episode comes out, we just did an episode about the trios titles. So hopefully it ages well by the time this comes out. Because uh, we made some bold assumptions there. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, anything else that I'm doing, um, I just post on my Twitter. Oh, and Romanticize Wrestling. Follow at Romantic Wrestle on Twitter. Uh, by now, by the time you're seeing this, we probably have you know a library of content for you guys to see. So check that out. Yeah, uh, and if you're all not following Kylie and, and Haley in Romanticized Wrestling, we're going to have some words in person. Hands will be thrown. Maybe. I will fight for them. That's... I didn't tell her to say that, by the way. She, she she did not. Under my own free will, I am saying this. I will die for these women. Damn it, I will. Kindred spirits, I told you. In, in, in the IWC war, um, I know who to call. <laughs> I I will lead the charge, baby. Anytime <laughs> you need me, I got you. <laughs> Relay this message to Haley later. <laughs> I didn't tell her. I will. This, I but... will. I I got my phone at the ready. I'll let her know. <laughs> Literally after her and I got off, she was just like, "I'm texting Kylie right now." I had so much fun. I was like, "Please don't hype me up too much," and she did. And I'm like, "Shit." She she did. She was like, "I had so much fun. It was like the best time." And she sent me a voice message. And she was telling me all about it. And I'm I'm like, I'm like in Target. I'm like grocery shopping. And I'm like listening. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have so much fun at this thing. And I did. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh obviously I have to do my shameful little plug. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KDRSM13, the link tree in my bad take all things Sheely Showcase, twitch.tv slash Sheely Showcase, Thursdays 6 p.m. Eastern, unless something happens. YouTube.com slash Elite Showcase. I always say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining. And I'm Italian, so I talk with my hands a lot. And I always hit my mic because it's just in my way. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Out Podcasts. If you want to listen to my voice, I'm so sorry. Uh, she leads the weekly recap Savannah and I do. This is my interview series, of course. Um, this is my pride and joy. This is my baby. Uh, this is the thing I'm probably most proud of. I always tell people that. In uh, the crowd is currently on a hiatus. If you want to see everything that that has been in the past, go check all that out. Uh, and of course, Savannah has her own New Japan show. I don't know jack shit about New Japan. That is all her. I just upload the videos. That's what I do. Um, but again, Kylie, thank you so, so much for chatting with me. This, this has been so much fun. I had such a good time. The um, my favorite part was Irish Barack Obama. That was and Robert Fish Senior. There's there's a dot there to connect. I don't know what the dot is to connect yet, but I think if you look through Robert Fish's family tree, you'll find Barack Obama. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you might, and that's how we're ending this. Everyone, do your research. <laughs> Figure out is Robert Fish Senior Bone Fish connected to Barack Obama? 
Let us know. Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Upside down question marks? Let us, <laughs> let us know. Uh, and hopefully next time you see us, it'll be with Haley on a show the three of us are doing together. Yes. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>